myhappydesires.com. Visit us at myhappydesires.com and add some toys to your toy box. Let your imagination be the guide to your stress relief. Myhappydesires.com has everything for the perfect play night. Alone or not, you choose. Fuel your desires without breaking the bank. MyHappyDesires.com It's Beyond Fear right here on your classic metal show featuring our good friend Tim Ripper Owens on lead vocal. And just before that, we heard uh, Primal Fear with Metal is Forever. So a couple of uh, Judas Priest-esque type uh, vocalists, bands, etc. Good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. Um, what is Tim doing these days? I haven't really seen or heard much about him lately. He- He's getting ready to put out a solo record or record it with um, Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. Okay. He actually put out a song uh, called Embattled okay. that, that he wrote with Josta and um, Nick Bel- Belmore, who also worked with the two of them worked on the two D Snyder records. Okay. So, um, you know, that's what he's doing. And then, if, of course, he's always on tour somewhere. He's always in something, something, a Stan, you know. <laughs> playing playing a gig here or there all over the world so that's that's uh interesting slash uh funny that that he's built up a you know an audience mostly in the european markets sure you know that uh he's very popular over you know over there and he can play you know consistently play shows Mm -hmm. but, but yet he can't really do a whole lot here in the states State sucks for anybody that plays traditional classic metal. I guess, you know, I, I find that out more and more with all the interviews that I do. Every, every time I interview a band from, from Europe that has legitimate European success, they all say the same thing. They can't make the money enough to come over here. You know, they just can't. I talked to you, you played primal fear. I talked to Ralph Sheepers a month ago mm-hmm. and Sheepers said the same thing. He said, you know, they'd love to come back over here and they'd love to tour all the time over here, but. There's no money. You know, they could they could do the same shows over in Europe and play for audiences four times the size. Make make four times the money. Sure. So that's what they do. Yeah. Very uh very interesting the uh the dynamic between uh the European fans and the US fans. You know, I guess you know, I guess pop and rap music over here is what's popular with the with the uh music or what do you want to call the the concert going crowds i guess well over here it's just trend jumping i mean Mm -hmm. through through as long as we've been listening to music it's been trend jumping and that's what go that does not go on in europe you go to you go to vakken vakken was last weekend and you watch the list and it's all symphonic band and metal band and you know maybe a thrash band and another traditional band then another rap band rap metal band and then you know, and then it closes with like Iron Maiden, you know, know, close with Iron Maiden in front of 80,000 fucking people. So, you know, it just is the way that it is, man. You know, over here, I don't think Iron Maiden would draw 80,000 people. No, they, they do sell arenas though. I I see that they 
they've got a show booked here at the, uh, I think it's the United Center or Allstate Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's in April or October, I mean. Yeah. But in the summer of, of stadium tours, why aren't they on a stadium tour? Because I don't yeah. think they can, they don't think they can support that. Yeah. Because Motley Crue and uh, the Def Leppard show is ruling supreme out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know if you're familiar because I'm certainly not. Okay. But there, there is a uh, Canadian punk band. Um, let's see. Uh, called Teenage Head. Don't know them. All right. Well, Canadian punk rock guitarist Gord Lewis has been found dead in his Ontario home after he allegedly was murdered by his 41-year-old son. I guess I won't know them either. <laughs> Gord 65, the co-founder mem- co-founding member of the punk rock band Teenage Head, was found dead at his apartment in Hamilton, Ontario, by police on Sunday. Wow. His son, Jonathan Lewis, 41, has since been arrested and charged with second-degree murder. Police indicated that Gord had been dead for two or three days before he was found by officers because they were not able to identify him initially because of the level of decomposition to the body. How how much decomposition can take place in three days? Well, if it's 90 degrees and and the heat's on in the house, I guess a lot. Really? I mean, again, I don't know how quick a body decomposes, but for, for basically 72 hours, yeah, it could get, pre- I mean, it's not going to be, you could recognize the body, but it, it could be really, really ripe at that point. Well, I, I, I would agree with you there, but is it to the point to where they're unrecognizable? Maybe they're not telling you that he also had a gunshot to the head. <laughs> well, that was what I was waiting for that. He took a, took a 12 gauge blast to the face. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason you'd be truly unrecognizable would exactly. be would be if there was a, you know, a 12 gauge to the fucking forehead or something. Exactly. Uh Hamilton detective Sarah Beck said police had attended Gord's apartment after they had been told that a number of emails had been sent to a series of media outlets with information about a dead person. Mm. The emails were sent out Sunday to local news outlet CBC Hamilton by Jonathan Lewis, uh, stating that his father was dead, according to the site. Gord, so the kid, wait a minute, the kid emailed himself that that the, the dad uh, was dead? The kid emailed media outlets. That, it, that he killed his dad or that the dad no, was dead? His dad was dead. Oh, but he did it. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> what a dummy. Uh, Gord co-founded Teenage Head with his bandmates uh, Frankie Venom, who died in 2008, Steve uh, Mayen, and Nick uh, Stepan- Stepanditz, I guess, Stepanditz, whatever. Mm-hmm. The band found uh, fame in Canada during the early 80s. Not familiar, not familiar with them. I don't know anything about Teenage Head. Mm-hmm. Give me some teenage head. I, I'm sure you received some teenage head. Yeah, that I did, but yeah. So you are familiar with teenage head. Yeah, but I'm not familiar with the band of the of the wonderful act's name. Okay. Um, Gord's brother Brian told CBC that the family is devastated and conflicted by his death. It's the loss of our beloved uh, brother and a very complicated situation. He said. Brian described Gord as a gentle, artistic, musically inspirational 
loving, and loyal. Okay. Police, police said it appeared that Gord and Jonathan had been living together. Jonathan was arrested shortly after police arrived at the apartment building, uh, adding that uh, he lived in the apartment, but it belonged to Gord. Okay. Beck said that the incident was isolated and police are not looking for additional suspects. Beck said police discovered Lewis's body inside his home and said he had injuries consisted with foul play. Well, like shotgun to the face, <laughs> like a head missing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we are continuing to seek out witnesses and reviewing videos in the area. Beck said police uh, believe they know the victim's identity, but they must carry out an autopsy for a positive confirmation due to the level of decomposition. Okay. Again, it's just, I, I, I have a hard time believing that 72 hours, this thing turned into skeletal remains. Yeah, the, the, clearly the kid, the, the the kid shot him in the face. Probably. I mean, they're not saying that he was strangled or anything. He was shot in the face. Yeah, That's probably. why they can't recognize him. Exactly. Gord's death was confirmed by the band on Monday who said that they were heartbroken. Uh, we are heartbroken and still trying to process the loss of our friend, bandmate, brother, Gord Lewis, the band said in a post on Instagram. Our hearts are with his family, and we all knew and loved him. Gord was a force and inspiration to many. Uh, you were taken from us far too soon. Teenage Head was formed in 1975 and reached fame in Canada with their songs, including Let's Shake and Some and some Kind of Fun. Oh, those are all my favorites. <laughs> Let's see if they're, they're on the Spotify. Never yeah, they heard. are. Hold on. I'm going to pull them right up here. There we go. Share. Here's let's shake. All right. Can you hear that? No. You can't hear that? No. Fuck. All right. You're going to have to play it. All right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I thought you were, I thought you were experiencing something new over there. No, I was trying it, but of course playing from the browser does not want to work. All right. Fucking shit. Well, well, here's uh, Let's Shake. Kind of sounds like I want candy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Oh, that's let's shake. Oh, okay, not bad. That's a punk band. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, 
much the same song, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I like the guy in the mohawk that's playing the guitar there. Exactly. <laughs> good friend. Her good friend, Eric. Yeah. yeah. He's out at Sturgis, I think, tonight. Is he? I think that's where the where the rat and roll is happening tonight. Where, where the Piercy band is playing. Yeah, they're ratting and rolling out there. All right. Sturgis. All right. Uh, okay, here's a teenage head with some kind of fun. Go, Johnny, go, go. <laughs> go, Johnny, go, go. Johnny, be good. Yep. Isn't that what that is? Pretty much. Got into him a little too late, apparently. Apparently so. think that's a teenage head demo <laughs> so these guys uh you know they they seemed like they were okay but i'm not hearing well maybe that uh, let's shake was original and, and bow wow wow stole it from them could be i mean they they were around in the 70s i think this teenage true. head band true so could be who knows but rest in peace there shotgun head whatever your name is <laughs> shotgun head well i don't know what his name is well, you weren't paying attention. His name was Gord Lewis. Yeah, like I'm going to remember that. Oh, you should remember that. He, he's he's a victim of a tragic uh, domestic yeah. dispute. Because yeah, his fucking son put a hole in his gourd. Yeah. <laughs> so there you are. There's a there's a band that you weren't aware of, but now you might explore their catalog. Let's not get carried away. That's as far as I'm exploring it. <laughs> That's it. Just a. Just a couple of 40 second snippets of some of their songs. And you're just I'm, like, okay. I'm, I'm never going to remember teenage head again. Right. You'll just have the memories. Yeah. I just have the memories of those, of that one minute of music that I heard from them. Well, that wasn't <laughs> what I was going for, but you know, well, yeah, those memories too. I'll have the, I'll have the real teenage head memories. Yeah, not that's, that's kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah. Yeah. Not definitely not the musical band. There was humming involved, but not the same. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I know you're a fan of uh, Roger Waters, yes? Of his music, yes. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you you actually have that Roger Waters uh, drawing or painting in your painting, room. Painting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. 
in your in your living room. I do, and I also have the concert poster from that show on in my kitchen, actually hanging up right. on the wall in my kitchen. So yeah, big fan. Well, apparently because of his political talk, even though he's on tour, and you know every every review I ever see that his show is pretty spectacular. It's awesome. Uh, everybody raves about it. Well, people, people here, at least in this country, they don't want to hear about his political views. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and, and I guess he has a, I guess he runs like a, a pre-show uh, tape, something about, you know, if, if you're one of those people who say that they like my music, but don't like my politics, you can get the fuck out now. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cunt. Let's just, let's just be clear. Roger is a complete and total fucking cunt, right? But his shows are absolutely spectacular. I I'll, I'll hundred percent agree with that part. I, when I saw that wall tour in 2010 or whatever, other than day on the green and other than the Pantera, Pantera, Sepultura biohazard show, I saw best I've ever seen of anybody. All right. Amazing. Amazing live. But yeah, he's a total fucking bitch. Okay. Uh, former Roger Waters fans have taken to Twitter. Oh, no. Well, in that case, it must be serious. <laughs> to tell how they intend to sell their concert tickets after Pink Floyd Rocker branded Biden as a war criminal for supporting war efforts, the war in Ukraine. We're not so, going so wait a minute. So he's against, he's against Biden? Yeah, he said uh, Biden is a war criminal for supporting Ukraine. I guess because he's a big Trump hater too. Boy, he just oh, hates he America. Well, he hates, he's a he's an American hater. He'll take your money. Yeah, but uh, he hates everybody. He hates everything. So yeah. all right, well, thanks. Um, selling my Roger Water tickets for the Vancouver and Los Angeles. The dude read Ukraine history. Wrote one Twitter user on Sunday. You're repeating Russian disinformation verbatim or morons face, whatever. Water 78 branded uh, Biden along with every U.S. president since Ronald Reagan with a provocative title during a montage played at a recent concert. Wow. The British musician then got into a heated debate with CNN host Michael Smirkanish. Okay. Whatever. Over the weekend, after the journalist questioned Waters' decision to include Biden in the provocative segment of his show. Whoa. Oh. After their interview, uh, scores of fans took to Twitter oh to voice their disapproval. My God, my phone is melting from the Twitter feed. <laughs> so stupid. Ugh. Uh, to voice their disapproval of Waters' position with one user concisely snarling, old rocker off his rocker wow <laughs> such outrage <laughs> old rocker off his rocker such a dangerous take on twitter wow in addition to announcing they were tossing their tickets you already spent the money bitch yeah so here he got paid so what hey. don't show up yeah you already spent the money yeah, you already dropped five hundred fucking dollars on your tickets, so he's getting paid. You dumb shit. Yeah, it's not. It's not like you're gonna get a refund. Yeah. So what? What a stupid protest. I'm gonna burn my tickets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Might as well just, just light up a few hundred dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> like, how stupid is this? Just sell them. Well, that's what they're saying. I'm selling them. Yeah. Well, go ahead. <laughs> no one gives a shit. Uh, in addition to announcing they are tossing their tickets, many called Waters out of touch and suggested he stick to making music. Yeah. Yeah. I do agree, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect from a singer? Hardly an authoritarian voice, nor indeed an informed one. Stick to what you're good at, Roger. For goodness sake, a user tweeted. Whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah. He shut him down. In other news, Roger Waters kills himself over mean tweets. Oh my God. Shut up. So this is, this is what, uh, qualifies as protesting these days. More to the point. This who's, who's let's, let's make sure you give credit where credit's due. Who is the jizz bag outfit that is covering this as news that random fans said mean things about Roger waters on Twitter. Well, this was, um, this was written by somebody by the name of Natasha Anderson. Okay. For the daily mail for the daily mail. So daily mail, you fucking stink. <laughs> if you are literally going to Twitter and finding rant, it's not, it's look, it's one thing. If I don't know, David Gilmore would have gone to Twitter and said, Roger needs to shut the fuck up. Now you at least have some sort of a story. Not that I, again, not that I think Twitter should really be a story, but at least it's David Gilmore. Yeah. A, a former bandmate. Yeah. Who was on par with Roger Waters. Yeah. Sweetie pie. 620 is not a fucking news story. <laughs> I mean, just stop it. Just fucking stop it. Another wrote Roger Waters should stick to the guitar instead of weighing in on geopolitical subjects. He clearly knows nothing about the gall of certain people telling to read more is like an alcoholic telling a sober person to drink less. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Sincerely yeah. us and them three sixty one. <laughs> Waters justified including Biden in the montage by saying the U.S. president committed a huge crime by not encouraging Ukrainian president to negotiate and put an end to this horrific, horrendous war and said instead he was fueling the fire in Ukraine. Wow. The pair also argued over America's role in the Russian-Ukraine conflict as well as the ongoing tension between China and Taiwan. Waters said he believed the U.S. has overstepped by involving itself in these foreign affairs and is pushing liberator propaganda. Hmm. Amid his highly political, this is not a drill tour. Waters sat down with uh, the CNN reporter to discuss the messages depicted during the concert. The CNN host began the interview by probing Waters about the war criminal label that he slapped Biden with. Why are they so protective this pudding head? I don't know. I really don't know because he is a fucking joke. <laughs> well, he's feeling he's fueling the war in the Ukraine. Pink Floyd co-founder responded. That is a huge crime. 
Why won't the United States of America encourage Zaleski to negotiate uh, obviating the need uh, for this horrific, horrendous war? The reporter hit back, accusing Waters of blaming the party who got invaded. However, the uh, musician countered by accusing NATO of forcing Russia's hand. Well, any war, when did it start? Well, any war, when did it start? What you need to do is look at the history and you can say, well, it started on this day. You could say it started in 2008, Waters argued. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Roger, look at your own career. The one time you wrote about war, it's the worst album in your history. <laughs> Fucking get that through your head, dude. You're not, you're not that guy. Now, when he writes about fucking, you know, overlords taking over and stuff like radio chaos and shit like that. Okay. Sure. Now we're in pros and cons of hitchhiking. Fuck. Yeah. I'm all in the wall. Yes. Love it. Uh, metal animals. Yeah. Obscured by clouds. Fuck. Yeah. Joe Biden. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Donald Trump. Eat a dick. No one wants to hear it. Sing your fucking songs. I agree with the Twitter people, even though that fucking pains me to say, you know, unfortunately, I wish I never knew they existed. <laughs> you know, That's really what it comes down to. Oh, you're not welcome at the Roger Waters show with that attitude, Chris. Well, I'm sorry, but I really couldn't give a shit what obscured by clouds 823 has to say about Roger Waters show. Uh, this war is basically about the action and reaction of NATO pushing right up to the uh, Russian border, which they promised they wouldn't do when Mikhail Gorbachev uh, negotiated the withdrawal of the USSR from the whole Eastern Europe. Uh, the CNN suggested that the U.S. had a history of taking on the role of global liberator, which Waters immediately dismissed. You got into World War II because of Pearl Harbor. You were completely isolationist, the music musician alleged. Thank God the Russians had already won the bloody war by then. 23 million Russians died protecting you and me from the Nazi menace. Mm, so the Russians are the heroes. They are the heroes. <laughs> the war was over before the U.S. even got involved. All right, Roger. Good point. <clears throat> Good. First of all. And again, I don't want to get dragged into this, but apparently I'm going to because this is annoying me as fuck. Uh-huh. Gorbachev made his his declaration that he's talking about 40 years ago. Well, yeah, it was during the Reagan administration. So roughly 40? Mm-hmm. 38, 40, something like that. Right. Does does dumb shit Pink Floyd guy not understand that the geopolitical world has changed tremendously in the last 40 fucking years. Like everything is different. Everything from how, from world economics to world peace to what is considered terrorism to how terroristic activities are created to how world economics work, trade, oil, every single thing you can name in the world is different from when Gorbachev made this, this declaration. True. Yeah, true. I mean, but, you know, we didn't even have the internet back then, but this dumb shit thinks that everything thinks, just stay. It just never changes. Yeah. And to be fair, 
his argument could be countered with, well, that's the way Americans think about the Constitution. Because the Constitution is written, what, 250 years ago or whatever it is, 300 years ago. Mm -hmm. But the difference is, is that with the Constitution, you can at least point to the to the original amendments and say, okay, well, that still works. You could point to it and say, well, that protects us or that, you know, you could point to things that have been amended, you know, because of, because the world changed. You can't really point to anything in, in Gorbachev's statement that, that needs to stay the same with, with, with world politics and world, you know, world dominance, I guess is probably the word, you know, who owns what country and you know, territory, I guess, you know, it, it's done. Look, I, I don't want to defend Biden. God knows. I don't want to defend him for anything, but I don't even think he knows that he has fucking troops over there. Personally. I don't think he knows anything. You know, he just, for the first time in forever, I actually saw this fucking dumbbell give a speech last night mm -hmm. and, and man, is he dumb? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he, he doesn't even know where he is half the time. He yeah. reads what's on the teleprompter and that's it. And he can't read. I know. Well, yeah, that's, that's the worst part is he'll be like, and then we went to the, we went to the, you know, he's like stumbling all over himself. It's like, dude, you got fucking cards in front of you. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, bro, get it together. End of slide. Oh, I wasn't supposed to read that. Right. <laughs> fucking boob. Whatever, Roger, shut up, play your songs, make your money. <clears throat> Great artist, total dick as a person. Does that sum it up? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, <laughs> I just, I just want to make it, make it very clear to you that, uh, you are not welcome at the Roger water show. Should it swing through your town? Yeah. Well, you know what? Lucky for me, I don't really need Roger's permission to go. If I choose to go, I'm going to go and Roger. <laughs> Eat a dick. The, the money, the, I know the money doesn't mean nothing to you anymore. It really doesn't mean nothing to me either. If I want to go and see your fucking communist ass, I'm going to. Suck my balls, asshole. You don't get to tell me what I can see. Fuckwad. <laughs> All right. So there you go. The little, little, the, the, the Twitter users were after Roger Waters. Mm, well, how about that? Amazing. They put, they put him in his place, pal. He's canceled. Ugh, I'm so tired of canceled. <laughs> does that even mean anymore? It doesn't mean anything. I mean, the, does, the, the, the only way anyone can be canceled is to, is to take your source of income away. Yeah. That's what, that's what cancel means. If you're, if you're so isolated, like kid rock, you know, mm -hmm. people like that, you can't cancel a guy like that. Cause what yeah. are you going to take from him? Yeah. Or guys that have already made their money. Okay. They can't tour now. All right. What do they care? You know, they've got their money. They don't give a shit. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> so the smart, smart people who saw this shit coming, you know, mm -hmm. and were, you know, got their affairs in order to where it's just like, yeah, you're, you're not going to lay a glove on me. Yeah. Yeah. The, and there, the, those are the people who saw it coming and just like, you know what, go ahead and cancel me. What are you going to do to me? Yeah. That's it. I guess, well, I guess Roger waters is one of them because they can't really do much to him. I mean, what's he worth a billion? Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to take from him? 
<laughs> well, we talked about this in the first part of the show. Yeah. Um, James Hetfield, mm-hmm. uh, who has been married 25 years, so uh, tying the knot in 1997. Yeah. Uh, he has an estimated worth of 300 million, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're based in Vail, Colorado. Okay. Um, he's, they've filed for divorce. Terrible. Metallica's frontman James Hetfield has reportedly filed for divorce with his wife of more than two decades. James 59 filed documents in Colorado to divorce his long-term partner, Francesca Hetfield. The two are said to be, uh, still in touch, but they co-parent their daughters, Kaylee, who is 20. Marcella, who is 16, and son Castor, who's 18. Castor? C-S-T-O-R? Like a plaster caster, apparently. Or or, or like the oil. Yeah. Motor oil. Yeah, I don't know. Give me fuel. Give me fire. (laughs) What I want to know is, I I, I want you to take another look at that sentence. They're co-parenting one kid. Yeah. You're not co-parenting a 20-year-old. Right. That's a 20. That's an adult. Yeah. And so is an 18 year old, especially an 18 year old. That's out on the road touring. <laughs> You're not co-parenting him. He's out on the road, right? He's making his career. Sure. <laughs> okay. The couple have been married for 25 years after first tying the knot in 1997. James, who's worth the uh, estimated 300 million and his family are based in Vail, Colorado, the small town and Popular ski resort lies at the base of Vail Mountain as in, and is Francesca's hometown. Mm. While the couple have chosen to live their life relatively out of the spotlight, James has previously admitted that he credits uh, Francesca for helping him to mature. Yeah, well, age does that too. Yeah. The rhythm guitarist who has maintained total abstinence from alcohol since going sober in 2002 also previously stated that Fran 48 helped him deal with his issues more constructively. He told NPR in 2005 that his wife had helped him to mature after they, after he went straight edge and that he was embarrassed of his former destructive tendencies caused by his addiction and anger issues. Well, he may be embarrassed of it, but Metallica fans loved it. Yeah. Loved Same it. Anger. Yeah. Loved the angry James. Do not like the happy James. Nobody likes happy James. I don't know anybody that's like, oh, these Metallica shows these days, much better. Right. Much better than the classic era. Well, they're they're family oriented shows. Yeah. Oh, look, here's a nine year old right here in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> In a, go ahead. He, he he just first of all that that whole line is didn't he just go to rehab like within the last six months yeah they had to cancel their australian gigs or something yeah because what, what, he had to go they, back to rehab weren't they playing like in queensland or australia or someplace and yeah. they had to, or at least that's what they said i think no, we talked about that that yeah. you know, they used that as the excuse for why they didn't play, but maybe they signed a bad deal or the money wasn't there or something like that. So rather than, you know, just admit that they said, Oh yeah, James had a relapse. Yeah. Well, that is what they said was that he checked himself into rehab. Mm-hmm. According to this article, he didn't. 
So maybe our suspicions were correct back then. Could be. Who knows? Because I think we we kind of were speculating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, but saying that he hasn't done anything for 25 years? Come on. That's what they said. I don't believe that. Uh, he told NPR in 2005 that uh, his wife had helped him to mature after he went straight edge and that he was embarrassed of his former destructive tendencies. In an interview with the radio talk show host uh, Joe Rogan, after he re- relocated to Colorado, Hetfeld said that after decades of living in Northern California, he grew tired of the negative reaction from locals who do not look kindly upon his political views and his lifestyle choices. Mm. All right, so so he's right winger. <laughs> Is he? Must be. I, I don't know. That's that. I I didn't know exactly what to take from that. Oh, dude, California, especially NorCal, Northern California, that's a heavy blue side. Mm. Heavy, heavy blue. All right. I kind of got sick of the Bay Area, the attitudes of the people there a little bit, a little bit. He said they talk about how diverse they are and things like that. And it's fine if you're diverse like them, but showing up with a deer on the bumper doesn't fly in Marin County. He's a hunter now. He's always been a hunter. I think Oh, I wasn't aware. Yeah. I think he's always done that. Yeah. Well, he's an animal murderer. Call PETA. <laughs> All I have to say is the anger and booze made him sing better. Maybe not politically correct, but true. <laughs> I agree. A thousand percent. That is a, that is who said that Some, master of puppets, uh, 631. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hope she enjoys her divorce payout let someone else end up as his nurse yeah the the saddest part about this whole thing is that he has all of this on record yeah which is just gonna murder him in fucking yeah, divorce court. yeah if it wasn't for her you wouldn't have been as successful as you were jane yeah. your and, wife and, pulled you out of the squalor and you know, as a, for a fact that every one of those fucking interviews you just referenced is going to be introduced into uh, court. Well, <laughs> here's James saying that I made him better. Here he is. He wouldn't be shit without me. <laughs> Jeez. He is fucked. Yeah. Wonder how long it will take some 20 something Insta model to turn up on his arm. <laughs> Probably a gig. Dude, don't you think if, if he's separated now, which he obviously is, you don't think he's banging some chicks on the you know, of nightly? Of course he is. He's not going back to threesomes and stuff in the limo? Fuck yeah. Go back to the old James. Right. Get some alcohol in him and record yeah. a really angry record. That's yeah, what I'm the, hoping for. The devil make hair, James. Yeah. That's right. An angry record about an ex-wife. Ooh, can you imagine an angry Metallica album about an ex-wife? Now that would rule. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's see if there was anything else good about this. No, no more good. No more good comments. No more good nuggets. But yeah, yeah, he just look. I hope. I hope it all works out for the dude. But I hope he does fucking get fierce again. 
you know, that would be, that would be the best part is if he uses this to just end all of his concern about, can he still do it or whatever? Just go out in an absolute blaze of raw <laughs> anger. The real sane anger comes out, not that right. fucking pretending you're mad stuff that he did in 2004. Sure. I'm talking about the real deal. Venom comes back to Metallica. That would be awesome. That would be good. No, no more of this. Hey, friends, Metallica here. <laughs> That's honestly, there, there's like two, two versions of Metallica. There's Metallica and there's Talica. Once, once Hetfield started calling himself, ta calling the band Talica, I it was just over. Right. And that was the same time they cut their fucking hair. Hetfield needs to grow that hair back, start shooting, start just fucking power slamming Heineken's 12 at a time and getting up on stage and just roaring. Just bring it. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Probably won't happen, but that would be great. <laughs> That's what you can only hope for. That's what I hope for. Sorry. I know that makes me a horrible person to hope that Hetfield starts drinking again. Sorry. In his case, he is definitely one of those guys that was not as good sober. Yeah. He has not been. I mean, dude, he got sober 25 years ago. That's what load. Well, 97. Yeah. Load reload. Or 2002, rather. This, that's when they, he said that again. Okay, so 2002, That what are the albums that came out after that? Uh, Death Magnetic's okay. Uh, Hardwired's good. Uh, Lulu. Um, Symphonica, whatever that's called. S&M. Just a bunch of garbage. St. Anger, right? St. Anger, 2004. Yeah. Which is not a good album, really. Awful. You know, I mean, when you compare it to the drunk, to the drunk albums, kill them all, ride the lightning master black album and justice. Those are the ones that are fueled on beers. I know which one I'll take line them up bartender. It's time to make some music. Do you care if he makes m more music or would you like to see the performances be more, um, uh, aggressive? Well, if I could only take one, I would take the performances. Okay. I, I, I've got enough. look, he don't even have to play anything after 1990 for me. Well, that's what I'm asking. I mean, do you really care if they has, has any new music or would you just like a great performance? Dude, I would like a great performance if they just took the, um, and justice for all tour tour um tour lists and just played those songs even even cut out all the black album shit cut out cut out enter sandman cut out sabbath true you know just play the the set lists from 1987 and 8 that would be the best and have hetfield just be vicious and drunk and and being like hey motherfucker in row 12 <laughs> 12z up there get up you fucking pussy yeah. you know I miss that Hetfield. I mean, dude, I, I can't even tell you what an event those shows were. They were events. They were not concerts. They were, you were one with the band and it was fucking fight to the death for two and a half hours. It was awesome. And then the, like I've said before, that last tour, the last one I saw on the um, moth into the flame or whatever that tour was called. You know, it was just like, hey, friends, cool. 
we're going to take a break now and Robert and uh, Kirk are going to play some Michael Stanley tunes for you. <laughs> like what? What are you doing? Get out there and play some old shit. Play the mechanics or something, or not mechanics, but four horsemen. Mechanics, wrong band. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it's complex just like justice that's right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's funny all right well good luck to james well, hope it hope it works out all right yeah, jesus shots for, let's line up the shots there bartender yeah let's get some alcohol in this guy and get some good music out of him yeah, again let's get uh let's um let's uh pull a Zach wild on him. Some alcohol fueled brutality. Yeah. Although now he doesn't drink either. Really? No, these guys are drinking anymore. What happened to our rock stars? Jesus. <laughs> they, they burned it all out. They can't have any sips on the porch now. Yeah. They're they all, clean. Their They're all their cards are punched. They really are. And dude, like Zach, I saw, I've seen these pictures of Zach lately. He looks like he lost like 40 pounds. Well, every time you stop drinking, you lose a lot of weight. Yeah. I would, I mean, he, 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 he looks like he also stopped lifting weights too. Cause he was getting really big, like, like George Lynch big. Yeah. And now he's looked, looks like he's starting to look like scraggly Zach wild from before, <laughs> from before the beard again, he's starting to get all skinny again. Yeah. Well, you just, you stop drinking and that weight comes off. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I should stop drinking. <laughs> I don't drink that much though anymore. I wish that, I wish it was that easy. I really wish it was that easy. I need to stop eating. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. One last story here. All right. Before we take a break. Okay. Uh, we've talked about this before. It, what What is the relevance of Howard Stern these days? Anything? Is he, is he even relevant? I cannot even tell you the last time I heard two minutes of, of Howard Stern show ever. I, I, mean, I mean, even in a clip or anything. Does he still do a show? I think so. I don't know. I guess so. I, I would imagine if he stopped, we would have heard that. Okay. Wouldn't you think if he retired, we would have heard that again. I, I don't know. I haven't kept up with this at all. Yeah. I, I'm thinking he still does a show, but I, I haven't heard it in now easily a year, year and a half. Now, do you know, does he do his show from his house in Florida? That's what I've heard is that no. he, he set up his studio to look exactly like his, like he was doing when COVID started from what mm -hmm. I've heard. Right. He was doing it out of his house in, in the Hamptons. And then he set up a studio that looked exactly like the studio in the Hamptons mm -hmm. so that he could do it there. And then he, he like gets away with it. Cause there's like some law or something. There's like, allegedly there's some zoning law that he's breaking from working out of his house. Like there's like a zoning law wherever his house in Florida is or something. Okay. That's the last night. That's the last story I remember about Howard Stern is that they were trying to bust him out for that. All right. So, well, I had heard, uh, I can't remember who was telling this story. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was like an AJ Benzer or somebody like that was reporting that since COVID Howard, Howard won't even leave his house. He's, he's almost like Howard Hughes these days. That doesn't surprise. He was always a germaphobe. Yeah, I know. But, but so. that, that's that's you know the the word that i heard you know sure. again, i don't know if that's true or not i have no yeah, idea I don't know. but uh that's that that he doesn't even leave his house so that's mm -hmm. why i'm asking about if he's doing a show but and i and i heard that he's doing a show out of his house i think rush limbaugh did that too he his he had his studio set up in the house yeah with the golden microphone on the yeah, eib and network and i think um i think mark levin broadcast out of his house sure so, well there's no reason to go out of your house I agree, now to do I agree. It. get your isdn lines put in there and yeah. uh you know connect to your to your main um whatever broadcast uh studio that you go and they distribute your show your signal yeah. out to uh your other affiliates whoever those mm -hmm. are yeah that's, that's it you goes. just play you just play a little tone when you go to break and it, it automatically triggers the, the profit or whatever system you're using to play the commercials. Yeah. It's all, it's all digitized now. I mean, you, you know, they, I, I, these broadcasters, they, they more or less, uh, you know, took our idea and started broadcasting out of their house. Like we've been doing for the last 20 years. Sons of bitches stole our <laughs> idea. Didn't pay us. <laughs> I always, I always think about Anthony doing the, uh, Howard Stern uh, impression. Ooh, ooh, Robin, they, they they stole my idea. Broadcasting out of the house. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We invented it. We invented broadcasting out of the house, Robin. I'm the I'm I'm one of the first ones who put together a studio in the home, Robin. <laughs> they, Robin, took, oh, they stole my uh, idea. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I I invented podcasts. I thought of it first. I just didn't do it, Robin. <laughs> well, anyway, I guess. Uh, Howard Stern's father, Ben Stern, passed away at 99. Oh, yeah? Wow, that sucks. 
Uh, Howard Stern reveals that his father, Ben Stern, has passed away at the age of 99, and he is now working on a set of paintings in his honor. So I guess Howard Stern's now a painter. <laughs> what is it that when you reach a certain level of, of financial wealth that you think everything you do is fucking gold? Oh, yeah. you Everything is gold. I am the king of all media. I can't I, wait to see these paintings. Oh. I invented everything, Robin. <laughs> Everybody steals from me. I'll be having an art showing. Yeah. Van Gogh has nothing on me, Robin. <laughs> we'll be having an art showing at the fucking kill shelter for the cats. <laughs> uh, Howard Stern revealed his father, Ben Stern, has passed away at the age of 99. The radio icon 68 revealed his father recently died during the interview with Dan's, with Dan's papers. Dan's papers. Oh, Dan's papers. Wow. I catch all his interviews. What is that? No idea. Can you look it up? Dan's papers during an interview with Dan's that's, that's possessive Dan's papers. What is that? Um, looks like it's some fucking bougie Hamptons, like news outlet or something. Okay. Looks like know. a newspaper or something. All right, Dan's papers. But it's something about the it's something about it's based in the Hamptons. All right. The, me the media figure then noted that his father's passing also had an had affected his recent painting work and that we he was completing project with his dad in mind. Mm. Wow. Sure it'll be inspired. Right. During the interview, Stern noted that the loss of Ben was uh, relatively recent, although he did not provide a specific date. The Americans Got Talent judge bluntly stated that I lost my father recently. He was 99 years old. The radio personality did not offer any details about the circumstances of his parents passing during the sit-down. However, he did enthusiastically speak about the subject of the forthcoming painting. He stated, uh, next up, uh, Corwith Barnes. The Barnes are no longer, let's see, what is this? He stated, next up, Corwith Barnes. The Barnes are no longer there. Oh, I guess they, some place called Corwith Barnes. The Barnes are no longer there, but I photographed them many times. I'm doing a big painting that hopefully captures every broken board on the fading structure. Mm -hmm. He's artistic now. He's an artiste. Well, good for him. Well, if Hunter Biden can be a painter, I guess Howard Stern can be a painter. No. Why not? Yeah. Stern has expressed that he was viewing the project as a way of reconnecting with his late father. Not sure how old these barns were, but I feel like painting the barns is honoring him and all those growing older and then gone, he said. According to Distractify, Distractify, Distractify. What the hell is <laughs> Who are all these fucking people he's talking to? Distractify. What is that? Like it's another news thing. This just looks like a blog. <laughs> all right. Ben's cause of death has not been revealed to the public as of yet. The media outlet reported that the radio personality's father had worked as a highly sought after recording engineer. It was also noted that Stern's father had worked with his son on various projects over the years. 
The media figure previously spoke about his father's influence on his career during his interview with CNN, where he spoke about going to work with his dad and meeting voice actors whom his parents held in high esteem. I recalled I would watch these guys working and I'd say, oh, my God, if my father looked at me like that, he would be so proud of me. Stern also recalled that Ben was supportive of his early career, although he still made a point of offering his son constructive criticism during that time period. My father wrote me a letter and he said to me, you know, it is great that you were on the air and all of that, but I listened to the tape and you go, uh, 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 every minute and you don't sound professional and you're not enunciating, he said. WNBC. <laughs> WNBC. Right. So there you are. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I'm waiting very patiently to see this wonderful art. Well, he doesn't have a lot of fans because according to these uh, comments after the story, yeah, Howard is a despicable piece of shit. He's a fucking <laughs> moron. I can't stand Howard Stern. He is so crude and immature and he never shuts up. I'm finding something very, I'm finding it very difficult to say something nice. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's what you get when you when you cross your whole fan base. You know, your whole fan base goes away and you're left with the fucking trolls. I wonder if Ben was as obnoxious as a son. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you want. The guy fucking knew how to make money. I will get I'll give Stern credit. First of all, I'll give Stern two pieces of credit. Number one, he invented the genre that we are and we love. I agree. And he was the best that's ever done it. I agree. You know, I mean, the the classic days of Stern, the 80s and early 90s, untouchable. Untouchable. And um, the guy definitely knew how to fucking bank himself. He did. More than anybody else in in radio. I mean, he's, he's by far the most successful radio guy ever. Well. And on top of that, he wasn't an attractive person at all. No, not at all. Not at all. But he wasn't attractive and he didn't live a life anybody wanted to live. Exactly. Remember when you fucking hear him and he's talking about, yeah, I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat like three walnuts and, uh, you know, because he couldn't, he was afraid of getting fat. So he'd be exactly. like, I'm going to eat one piece of lettuce and three walnuts. I'm going to have a baked potato. Yeah. Yeah, and, or or he would talk about freezing walnuts or something so that they'd last longer when he ate them. Or something. it was like, dude, what are you doing? You're yeah. you're making millions. Have a fucking steak. Yeah, well, I mean, he he would like he would count his uh, almonds out on the air. He, yeah. I only I only have twelve almonds. Yeah, and I got to make them last six hours, so two right. an hour. <laughs> right, and then Ralph makes my baked potato, <laughs> Robin. <laughs> I my my baked potato, Robin. I invented microwaving the potato, Robin. <laughs> everyone, everyone took my idea of microwaving a baked potato, Robin. Everyone steals my ideas. Everybody used to just bake the potato. They didn't microwave it like me, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sucks. <laughs> so there you are. Mm-hmm. Little Howard Stern news. Well, good luck to him. I hope the painting comes out famously. Right. That's right. it. It'll be a painting of a barn. Can't wait. It's dedicated to the memory of his father, Ben Stern. Can't wait. Sit down. Shut up. (laughs) Sit down. Shut up.
I think that was his mom, wasn't it? No, that was his dad. <laughs> was that his dad? Yeah, exactly. Nice. All right, well, let's take a break. All right. That's something you'd like to hear? How's about, um, since we talked about Black Label Society, let's play a little. Let's go with um, Forsaken from the latest record from Doom Crew, Inc. Okay. What is, it, what is it called? Forsaken? Forsaken. Okay. There it is. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll play some uh, old Zach Wild and blah, 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 and a few other tunes and come back and we'll do some more stuff. All right. Um, let me see here. Where's Zach? Where you at, Zach? Okay. Here we go. All right. I got it. All right. Well, here it is. It's, uh, it's a Zach Wild band with uh, Forsaken exclusively here. On your classic mill show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand job. <laughs>